Vampires, mermaids, love, maybe. Hey, my name is Gavin and I'm the producer of Off The Notepad. <laughs> Today, we have a very special episode for all of you. Today, we're gonna be talking about the forbidden love of the deep. That is what I will leave it at for now. Hope you all enjoyed that first segment. Also, reminder, the best thing you can do for this podcast is sharing it with your friends and family. Do it, or I'm coming after you. Halika, Halika gives a shake, saying no. Okay, either way, thank you all for listening. I'll be back at the break. Bye! Hi, welcome back to Off the Notepad. I'm Halika Campbell. And I'm Victoria D'Angelo. And we are, without a doubt, the most amazing writers, what, this side of reality now. Yep, yep, yep. The way we've exponentially improved is beyond human comprehension. Including not just, like, the reality that you understand to exist, but also the Buddhist Dharma reality. That's right. (laughs) You've been on a Buddhism kick. (laughs) 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 This is a theme you'll notice in the coming episodes. (laughs) Two of my classes are teaching Buddhism right now. Good way to put them to use, as our professors would want us to. I was telling my philosophy professor about how we're learning uh, we're reading a book about Buddhism in my literature class, and she got so excited. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Love her. Oh, okay. Are we are we ready to fall back into our old routine? No. Yeah, me neither. I have a protagonist for you. Okay! <laughs> okay, so let's see. We haven't had a mermaid yet, have we? No. Can we have a mermaid? Can we have can we have a mermaid? Like a, maybe not a mermaid princess, but a mermaid denizen. Yes. <laughs> what prompt do you have? <laughs> I'm skeptical about whether or not I should even read this next prompt on my list. Oh, okay. You wake up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a mermaid. You wake up. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. This just gets more and more ominous. <laughs> Victoria? <laughs> you're a mermaid. You wake up. You wake up and find out that you've been sired by a vampire who claims to love you. <gasps> Okay, I take back what I said. This is a mermaid princess. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> You've been sired by a vampire. <laughs> Who loves you? Who loves you. Okay. God, I'm so I'm... sorry that took me so long to get out. No, this is hilarious. Just okay. as soon as you said mermaid, I'm like, mermaid vampire? No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Okay, you're a mermaid. Do you're they mermaid. drink mermaid blood? They have to, right? Question mark, question mark, question mark. What are the logistics of... Well, because in most um, vampire fiction and vampire nonfiction, um, it can be like any blood, right? Oh, yeah. I know a lot of vampire hippies who are like, no, we only drink animal blood. In real life. I know those vampires in real life. Yeah, personally. Mm-hmm vampire biographies i've also 
heard of um, the vegan vampires. Oh, yeah. Yep. Who only drink coconut milk because they have the same enzymes as human blood. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So then let's let's talk about this logistically. Is this... What does this vampire eat? I think we've established. I think theoretically they can eat whatever the hell they want. Like in most in most vampire uh, narratives that I've read, drinking animal blood is like it either tastes like shit or it doesn't sustain them as much as human blood does. Um, yeah, maybe they just swallow whole fish. They could. There could also be something particularly interesting about the taste of uh, mermaid blood, which is why it's such a big deal that this vampire sires in this mermaid, chooses not to eat her. Yeah, yeah. What does mermaid blood taste like? Salty? Probably, right? Like It can't be too different from fish blood, right? Well, it's probably a combination of fish blood and human blood. Right. Uh, maybe there's just more blood there, so they're like, wow, this is so cool, it's double blood. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's like a Japanese vampire. Oh, could be. Who really wanted some sushi. Who <laughs> just, oh god, has a taste for it. Awful. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like the idea of a... um. A snobbish vampire who, like, has an elitist taste in blood. Like, mm. no, I only swallow whole fish like this. Because yes. you get the most blood vessels out of it. And then we have our mermaid princess. Yes. just woken up mm-hmm. as a new vampire. As a new vampire. Does she... I think it's pretty common with mermaid princesses that I've seen that, like, they hate their lives they if you're ariel you want to be human if you're any other mermaid princess you want to be free from your oppressive monarchy and regime whatever and now she's a vampire and now she's a vampire but it's like it does this because i think it'd be a lot funnier if this is like the one mermaid princess who like actually likes being a princess Mm. like she's kind of looked forward to being a great queen all of her life and then it just gets absolutely fucked by this vampire who claims that they've fallen in love with her can they can the princess get ostracized For, ooh okay yeah yeah princess gets ostracized so then what happens honestly I, firstly how does this vampire do this that's what i want to know because like i'm seeing this vampire in a scuba outfit oh. diving down have you heard about so vampires Mm -hmm. are immortal and also they don't need to breathe oh that's right so canonically in the real world vampires live on the bottom of the ocean oh that's kind of funny (laughs) that's kind of funny so maybe this vampire's already down there That's, that's so funny that's so funny but then how do they I guess they have to find some way to communicate, right? Like if it's a vampire, technically it can be telepathically. It's pretty common to give vampires psychic yeah. tropes. But also I think it's a lot funnier if they can't speak and the mermaid can only make like dolphin noises. 
and they have to like bridge like, that communication gap. Honestly, it would not surprise me if the vampire was just some hermit who decided I'm gonna live under the sea alone. Yes, I'm just gonna do this. And then sees a mermaid and falls in love and fucking sires her. Sires the mermaid. Oh my god. It'd be a lot funnier too if the vampire like doesn't even realize that she's a princess. Like they, they yeah. don't realize the gravity of their yeah. actions. Cause then that can be like a point of conflict throughout the story where the mermaid's like, You screwed up my life and the vampire's like, Yeah, I'm sure you had a lot going on for you, you know, being a mermaid at the bottom of the sea. But you really watch those fishes and princess is like, um, no, I had actual responsibilities that you fucked up. Mm-hmm. With the conversation that they can't have. Yeah. It'd be kind of cute if, like, out of a result of her being sired, like, they made some weird connection that allowed them to communicate. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Producer. So, hello, everyone. I'm using my new rights. This is something that I wanted to mention. What if it changes the monarchy because they have now an eternal ruler? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's Is that why they ostracized her, though? Probably. And also, she's a freak. Yeah. Well, because now she's, like, a third vampire, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, so... that's an issue that I see in, like, high fantasy a lot, where you have, like, an immortal ruler, and everyone's like, but why? Yeah. That's this literally is... the worst. This is actually bad. <laughs> right. So maybe that's why they get rid of her. It would also be, um, it'd be a little bit, it'd be a little bit trashy. Mm, excuse me. It'd be a little bit trashy. Um, but it'd be kind of funny if she was in an arranged um, marriage that oh. is now absolutely like destroyed because Ooh. of this. Ooh. <laughs> like, you know, you know. Does Princess have siblings? I think. For the sake of, like, absolutely ruining this kingdom with this, I kind of want to say she's an only child. Mm -hmm. But I mean... Well, my thought is, if she is an only child, imagine King, because it's always King. It's always King. Is, like, mm, fiancé to be, new King. Yeah. That'd be kind of interesting. Because then you can really play with, like, the motivations of this fiancé. Like, you can go for the typical, the fiancé was evil the entire time. Ho, ho, ho. Or, or, fiancé is completely, like, a decent ruler. Not the best, but not the worst. Mm -hmm. Like, fiancé has uh, good motivations. But it'd be really interesting for Mermaid Princess to, like, view her kingdom being run by this person, whoever they are. And just, like, that feeling of, that should have been me. Yeah. Like, this isn't fair. I don't care that you're a mediocre ruler. I was supposed to be better. Yeah. So now it's ruined because of the vampire. Yep. So then where do we want this to go? There's going to be a mermaid vampire fight. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There has to be. Because the vampire has just done something absolutely detrimental. Yeah. Yeah. God. I'm so curious how that would go. Like, you hear about the vampire werewolf battles, and those are supposed to be, like, super intense. But in my head, I'm thinking, like, who would win between a vampire vampire and a mermaid? Especially since they're underwater. Right? Like, mermaid princess has to have the upper hand. 
because she can move more freely in the water. Mm-hmm. But like, but vampire... also vampires are supposed—they're like all powerful? Question mark. Yeah, and they're like purposefully sturdy. Yeah, because they—they're sure. supposed to stand the test of time. Yeah. Maybe no one wins. Maybe we have a blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. It's an incredibly emotional tussle because i feel like we've spent a good amount of time developing uh, the mermaid princess and her wants and desires and how they've been absolutely ruined what about the vampire because like it'd be i feel like you could go a pretty decent route of like this vampire is some shitty old vampire who doesn't care about anyone else and like while they while now they understand that they just ruined a princess's life like they don't care because they wanted an eternal companion whatever but i feel like there's something more we can do with that like, the vampire can be more complex. I mean, I feel like a very easy option is to say this vampire was cripplingly lonely mm-hmm. and didn't know how to deal with it correctly. Right, and dealt with it incorrectly. incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's fair. So maybe... Hmm. Why is this vampire alone? Like, they've come down, they've become a hermit. They've probably lived like this for centuries, I imagine. What if part of the connection that we see from them later on is that the vampire was also ostracized from their clan? Oh, interesting. For being a vampire or from, like, their vampire clan? (laughs) From their vampire clan. (laughs) Because that'd be kind of funny if they were, like, double ostracized. They couldn't hang out with humans. twice. <laughs> you know, it cancels out, right? No, so they get ostracized because they're a vampire, so by nature they can't be with humans. Yeah. What gets you kicked out of a vampire clan? I don't know. Refusing to drink human blood? I was going to say vampire veganism. <laughs> yeah. What else is a horrible thing you can do as a vampire? kill your sire i was just about to say (laughs) kill your sire yeah maybe the sire of the vampire clan was like particularly i don't know i kind of imagine it almost like a cult like they had one head vampire who was absolutely immortal and was like gathering these people to worship them Mm. and then our vampire comes along as like drinking the kool-aid with it right up until the moment where they're not Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because they find out that the head vampire has been killing people for fun or something like that. Mm-hmm. So then our vampire kills that one, becomes a hermit because they've been ostracized from their clan, escapes to the bottom of the sea, lives in solitude for hundreds and hundreds of years, and then stumbles across our mermaid princess. You know what I don't want? Hmm. You know what I never want? I don't want it to be one of those things where, like, our vampire sees the mermaid princess and they're reminded of, like, a past love. Oh. That's, like, it's such a bad trope and it's so weird. That is really weird. Just, like, don't don't do that, actually. Unfortunately, I think our only other option here is either love at first sight when he sees the mermaid swimming around or yeah. mermaid saved his life quote-unquote because i don't think he was actually in trouble oh and he yeah fell in love oh yeah god that'd be so funny though like she thinks he's some drowning human Ooh, and she's like yes! dragging him back up to the surface like all panicked she's like oh my god like i've got to get you out of here because she knows that like if he's a human he 
can't understand her. So she's like trying to like think to herself, okay, how am I going to get you up to the shore on the fastest? And the whole time, the vampire's just sitting there like, hmm, this is pretty nice actually. <laughs> Having someone care about me. I'm seeing this so anime right now where she like grabs him and his head is thrust into her breast as she's swimming up to the surface as fast no! as possible. <laughs> no! Oh, no. He's a worthless vampire. I think I hate that more than love and first sight. I can't, yeah. Lust at first sight? No. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. So then, are we going with the classic, like, vampires are burned or have some reaction to sunlight? I want to draw this so badly now. Oh. <laughs> This is so obnoxious. I'm invested. I think whenever I've written vampire, I've just kind of foregone the sunlight rule because I don't like it. It's just weird, right? It's very restrictive. Uh, yeah. Like, sort of the thrill with vampires is that they look like people. Yeah. Like, they can attack you at any time. Yeah. Like, I'm totally okay with, like, the cross and silver and... um Garlic. <laughs> can't say i've ever used garlic <laughs> um i think i have used the bible though oh no a classic god okay i almost wonder if that's when it happens where she's pulling him up to the surface they break the water and maybe we have this dramatic scene because I like that it's daytime. I also like it if it's raining and he looks at her and the thunder strikes and then he bites her. <laughs> and that's when he turns her into a vampire as well. Ooh. And things get so complicated from there. <laughs> he just bites her on the surface. Because has I'm, Mermaid Princess ever seen a vampire? Do they know about not, vampires? Probably not. I'm also like slightly interested we do not have to do this but slightly interested in the idea of like them breaking the surface it's sunny out and his top half immediately catches fire <laughs> he's also burning i love the chaos of this scene because it's almost and like so he doesn't mermaid starts panicking again and starts like drowning <laughs> him because I don't even, because if he's as, like, love-struck as we're writing him to be, like, he's not even going to notice that he's burning. Like, it's just going to be that moment of, oh my god, like, I finally found someone who cares for me. I've been alone for so long. And Mermaid Princess is like, you're, you're on fire. You're on fire. You're on fire. <laughs> what a disaster. So it's almost set up like a comedy. It is a comedy. It is a comedy. That's true. But then we have, like, the bigger elements of, like, this mermaid princess wanted to be queen one day. That's true. Now That's she true. can't. It's a shonen. It's a shonen. Because like, if you wanted to keep this to like a very contained novel, I feel like you could write a very um starts off as a comedy, but a very melancholy overlook of her life as she watches all of the rest of the mermaids die out. Because then you could take it, like, environmentally. Like, they all die of pollution, but she's immortal, so... Oh, yeah. It doesn't affect no, her. No, that would actually be super interesting. Mm -hmm. Or keep it as a comedy. <laughs> Bumbling fiancé continues to fuck up the kingdom. Kingdom somehow needs Mermaid Princess to return. Maybe not as a full queen, but they need her help. Mm-hmm. 
sounds for you, Kevin. I'm so happy that I'm given this time <laughs> to speak. Okay, shut up now. Yeah, that's oh. enough from you. Can okay. you imagine your own producer interrupting your podcast? God, awkward. Okay, so where does it end? I was just about to ask the same thing. Because I feel like you can make a decent... Um, I feel like we have like the solidest beginning in the world. Yeah. And then it fizzles off. Just because I think there's a lot you can do with it. Like, yeah. I could see this being a good, um, I don't even know, like a decent quadrology, like four books. I could see it being a series. Yeah. Just because you can start with the Mermaid Kingdom and dealing with fish people, which I think is great and everyone should do. Um, you can also move to the surface somehow, talk about vampires, vampire politics, or bring vampires underwater. Interesting. There's like a, a, a next coming of Christ and all of the hunters are out trying to kill the vampires and so they all have to escape underwater. Oh god, I wasn't even thinking about time period. Yeah, you could totally mess with that. Oh yeah. I imagine like this happens way past and then if we ever want to get to present, by that point all the mermaids are extinct. Oh yeah, yeah. It'd be... Ooh. I just feel like there's so many mythical creatures you can mess with yeah. and bring them underwater somehow or bring mermaid princess up top because now that if like I think that would be super interesting too just because like with all of her people extinct she may as well I would love like I don't know I'm thinking like first book is is mermaid and her kingdom and everything that's going on there and then second book you have oh, well, everyone mermaid princess ever knew is dead now, and she has no connections to her kingdom anymore. Like, she still cares about it, but mm -hmm. there's no one there, and it's, like, painful. So Vampire is like, well, let me show you the above world, because yeah. that's where I grew up, and that's where I spent my entire life. So let me show you around. And by that point, you can get into vampire politics and see what's going on there. And I imagine it's that same book where the vampire apocalypse happens oh and God. maybe you end the book there and your third book can be vampires are underwater now oh yes 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 vampire utopia underwater and maybe there's a vampire mermaid war i was gonna say oh that'd be so cool like whatever final colonies of mermaids do remain because maybe yeah. mermaids develop differently like, maybe you focus on, um, this is more of a shark-based race. Mm. So these mermaids are more ready for war yeah, yeah, than the yeah. mermaids we knew. I, whenever I write mermaids, like, I, I definitely write, like, sirens, oh, first yeah. of all. Mm -hmm. And they always have, like, the scream, you know? The fucking screech that makes people's ears bleed. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's their main appeal. That's my favorite thing. They're so cool. I love fish people. We just wrote a book series. We've evolved. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. yeah. Send us um send us your mermaid vampire fan fiction. Because this is our series. You can't actually write for this prompt. Thank you though. <laughs> <laughs> you can write fan fiction about it though. But but if you did write something, you could totally email it to us at offthenotepad at gmail.com because we wanna read it. So badly. So like genuinely send it in, please. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys after the break. Bye. Bye. Hello. As you can see, 
There was Victoria. Halika's here. She's not. Okay. 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 Welcome to the break. <laughs> um, I have not been given any information about the next prompt or the next character, so I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you all enjoyed the last segment like I did. It's pretty dope. I gotta say it to myself. He wasn't listening. Yes, I was. Either way, uh, there may or may not be a poll. We'll see. Thank you for listening to Off the Notepad. I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. Welcome back from the break. Oh, we missed you. Just a little bit. Just a teensy bit. I missed you a little more. Um... You ready to start us off? Yeah, I have a character for you. Yeah, who do you this have? Is, this is the character that I had you pick a number for because I couldn't pick characters. <laughs> oh boy, I hope I don't regret choosing this one. So Halika, you have chosen a hermit witch. Oh no. <laughs> this is going to be really interesting um, because the prompt that I've chosen it's just a, a short sentence. Um, a completely self-contained story that takes place at an amusement park. Oh. Right. <laughs> so. Oh. <yeah. laughs> oh. Why is a hermit witch at an amusement park? I don't know. I don't know. Tell me why you said amusement park and the first thought that came to mind was silent voice. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh oh, <laughs> boy. Maybe it's um. Maybe she likes roller coasters. Can she like roller coasters? <laughs> she's deaf and she speaks sign language. And someone brought her to the amusement park. park. <laughs> Copyright A infringement. Which loves roller coasters? Yeah. Okay. I guess, well, how old is this witch? Like, I, I mean, assume by the word hermit, she's old and graying and horrendous. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that you can do with witch because I've seen, like, immortal witches before. Or right. not, it doesn't even have to be immortal. It could just be, like, long living. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so those tend to look young. That's true. What are we thinking, I guess, just in general terms of, um of age like is this a witch who has lived a long life is this a witch who's like just come into their magic and they've been a hermit for like the last couple years i guess what i want to know is does this witch know like societal cues <laughs> because that's going to determine the outcome of this amusement park trip well they are a hermit witch right so it depends on how long they've been a hermit doesn't it yeah so what are we thinking First of all, I feel like if we make her look like an old woman, woman, that's an automatic pass for any social cues that she fails. Yeah. Hmm. My gut instinct is to like, you know, typical uh, young adult fantasy is you make them like basically young, but they're old young. Right, right. Like a young elf is 100 years old, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those looks young, but is in fact hundreds and hundreds of years old. Yeah. So lots of experience, but like not a lot of appearance yes. change. But also there are witches that are like much, much older than her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because I do kind of want her to be like, um, like bumbling yeah. in a sense. Like she doesn't know what she's doing at this amusement park. Like it's very yeah. obvious. 
I want her <laughs> to be looking for a familiar. At the amusement park? Like, did she just wander in? Or did she lose her familiar and her familiar ran into the amusement oh my park? God, yes. <laughs> oh my, that's really cute. What kind of familiar does she have? Um, I mean, well, there's the classic cat, frog, uh, bat. Oh, yeah, bat. Yeah. Uh, what else? Technically, anything can be a familiar. but Truly any small animal. A small human, perhaps. <laughs> a leprechaun? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the cat would be the easiest to get away with in a amusement park that's true because the cat can like slink around things unless it's like a grasshopper oh my god it's like an insect of some kind that'd be really funny a dragonfly a dragonfly a ladybug god a giant water bug no (laughs) no Don't look up what a giant water bug is. You really, you don't want to know. Trust me. (laughs) They're terrifying. Don't look up how they eat their victims. And I do mean victims. (laughs) Let's, let's run. I kind of want to run grasshopper. Like, I just want to see where we go with that. Okay. Because it's so small. It's so tiny. And it purposefully, like, blends in with the ground. Yeah. I imagine, like... I imagine this witch to be, like, having a panic attack about her familiar getting stepped on. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And this is probably the most people... Because it's an amusement park. Yeah. And I'm assuming, like, this is a weekend kind of situation, so it's packed. Yeah. Everyone is here. Okay. So, Hermit Witch, it's a weekend. It's the most packed that this amusement park has been... Ever. Ever. It's the most packed that her life has been. Oh, yeah. You're looking for there's a grasshopper. Like there. there's, there's like 10 people. It'd be kind of interesting to make this into like an introspective piece. Mm-hmm. Like this hermit witch probably doesn't remember what her childhood was like at all. Mm-hmm. So seeing like children and their parents sort of toddle along. Yeah. While she's desperately looking for the one thing. Because I imagine like this is a magic system that's reliant on familiars not like heavily reliant like she can still use magic but her magic is attached to this grasshopper yeah if nothing else that grasshopper's her best friend yeah it stayed with her yeah so if the grasshopper sort of defines her as a witch as a reader we're kind of seeing her almost forced to be mortal forced to be human Mm -hmm. yeah i love the idea of this narrative just Kind of, kind of working like like an uh, a creative essay where you're observing things and then you take tangents off and then you come back to what's happening and then you take another tangent off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's looking for her grasshopper and then she sees this little kid want a soda and screaming at her parents and saying, "But I want it! I want it!" Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh. Which is like, if I had done that when I was a girl, I would have been beaten. Uh, yeah, like that would have been the end of the line. Um, we would have gone home. <laughs> and like, when was the last time this hermit witch was around children? Oh yeah, is this one of these hermits that like hate children? Ooh, 
I think in this context, yes, and especially yes, because children have a penchant for crushing bugs. Oh, yep, they do. Yeah. So even if she doesn't hate children to begin with, like seeing how grimy these children are, especially at an amusement park, like the funnel cake consumption, it's just messy and terrible. And all she can think about every time she sees like their grubby little hands is, did you kill my grasshopper? I'm going to say something illegal. Okay. (laughs) What if, what if she, she finally finds her grasshopper? But because it's surrounded by small children and one of them have their eyeglasses out and are shooting a beam of sunlight down on it. And so she slaps the child. Oh, she hits a child. Yes, she hits a child. Does she scoop up her grasshopper? Is her grasshopper okay? At the very least, the grasshopper is like wilted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she hits this child. Yes. A child starts bawling. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, where do we go from there? Well, there's a couple of things that could happen, I suppose. There's, I feel like there's two routes for the witch. Either she's, like, completely focused on her grasshopper and, like, are you okay? I need to call to you. Alternatively, she's slightly focused on her grasshopper and very focused on the child yelling at him like you should respect life you shouldn't do this to animals you mm. greedy little bitch oh yeah yeah but then we also have this child who's screaming crying honestly probably terrified yeah parents are getting involved yeah parents are going to throw hands i almost wanted to have some kind of like flashback in that moment like she hits the child scoops up the grasshopper and like mid lecture just has some sort of like a moment where she remembers maybe not being hit as a child but just like reliving the cruelty of being a child and like how one justifies that and then the flashback is ended when an angry mom tackles her shows yeah maybe like starts screaming at her and then which either has to run away or like do something in that moment yeah 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 Interesting. Do you think Witch would get emotional enough to cry in that moment? It'd be kind of funny if she did, like, cry like a child. Yeah, yeah. Because you could probably really go into the backstory of this witch if you wanted to, because then it could become a, um, like, a coming-of-age story. Like, this witch had a maybe a terrible mother growing up and sort of is reminded of being screamed at by her mother in this moment. So projecting... I love a coming-of-age story as an adult. Yeah. No, it's Isn't really it interesting. Because then this hermit witch... This hermit witch, like, by far, is not emotionally equipped to deal with the situation. Oh, yeah. I think she absolutely cries. Yeah. But then what does she do? She's been having a panic attack this entire time. She finally finds her grasshopper. She's been having a bad day. Yeah. I have a question. What's your question? Can the grasshopper talk? Ooh. <laughs> This is a dangerous line. This is a dangerous line. Let's say, well, yeah, because we'll say by familiar rules, the grasshopper can talk. Because I think most familiars can. Mm-hmm. Like Sabrina the Witch and so on and so forth. Yeah. Does the grasshopper talk to everyone or just her their witch? Just their witch. Mm. I feel like that makes the most sense. Okay. Well, now I'm just thinking of the grasshopper like looking up and saying their witch's name and the witch crying harder yeah yeah because you know what there's i feel like there has to be a moment where the witch thinks the grasshopper has died 
Oh, for sure. And that's like adding to the stress of this moment. She's she just hit this child. The child's mother is screaming <laughs> at her. She's having like semi flashbacks to a childhood or something. Yeah. And she's holding what she thinks is her dead best friend. Yeah. 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 So then the grasshopper starts speaking. <laughs> and the grasshopper's like, don't even worry about it. I'm totally fine. I'm basically dying. So where do we go from here? Because I feel like at some point, the child's mother has been screaming for a while, sees the witch look down at the grasshopper and start to like coo at it. And the mother's like, let's get the children away from this woman speaking to a bug. Yeah, yep, yep. And then she's alone in a quote unquote room full of people. That's true. I kind of, I have this image in my mind where she like steps outside, she finds a bench probably near the Ferris wheel. Um, Because there's always a pop-up Ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. And the sun is setting. And she's still, like, sniffly, but she's not sobbing anymore. And she's, like, telling the grasshopper, like, you really scared me, you know? Why did you run away? And the grasshopper is like, I wanted a life outside of what we had. (laughs) (laughs) So then the coming-of-age story becomes a little more... The grasshopper's coming-of-age story? (laughs) coming age story inception you know but just like then it can be you know depending on where you move next you can talk about the witch needing to broaden her horizons and let go of the friends who are ready to move on Mm. i think in that case one of the flashbacks that happen throughout the first half of this narrative ought to be the witch and the grasshopper getting in a fight oh yeah They need to be arguing about, like, I don't know, Grasshopper wants to see roses. Yeah. Or maybe even the Grasshopper wants autonomy over, like, I imagine they have, like, a little shitty cabin in the woods situation. Because they always do. But it's like, maybe the Grasshopper wants to plant roses. Maybe the Grasshopper wants to plant roses. Like, wants her to plant roses. Oh, okay. Wants the garden to be... Something that they can rest in. They want the garden to look how they want it to. Yeah. And which is like, that's too much work. I don't want to plant roses. I want to do witch things. Why would I plant roses? I can't even use them in any potions. Right. And I think you can have some great symbolism, like the witch saying, we already have daffodils. We don't need roses. Like, our garden is full. Yeah. And Grasshopper's like, the garden is full of flowers for you, and you don't even appreciate them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so interesting. That's definitely got to be, like, one of the last flashbacks oh yeah and i think that can be something she sees as she's cradling like the corpse is like cradling the flowers and mm-hmm. the roses they could have grown together mm-hmm. i feel like i f- i feel like the witch is like still desperate to keep the grasshopper though so in this moment she would be like well i'll plant roses i'll plant whatever you want yeah and the grasshopper like this isn't about the garden yeah the world is so much bigger than that and i think more than anything I want it to end on this really bitter note. Like, as much as I want the grasshopper to like leave and they have a mournful goodbye, the grasshopper can't do that. It's her familiar. Yeah. Like, I think it's, you know, it's deeper sense of sentience is tied to her. And I think that's something she points out in this moment. If you leave oh, me, yeah, if you leave me, you won't, you won't smell the roses. You'll just be a grasshopper. If you leave me, you'll die. 
yeah grasshoppers don't live that long no and this is definitely a grasshopper that's like lived yeah yeah so maybe it ends on this note of i know i just wanted to see the amusement park or i just wanted to see i just wanted to try it and they go home like it's so messed up that's twisted and toxic and i love it yes and that was in fact a completely self-contained story said in an amusement park yes it was <laughs> thank you guys for listening to off the notepad <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed send me your grasshopper fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Off the Notepad on Instagram or so shoot us an email at offthenotepad at gmail.com, which I've promoted twice today, which means you double have to do it. It's true. Send us two emails. Send us five. <laughs> oh, and don't forget to check out our TikTok. We have a TikTok. That has like two posts on it. We might Producer. post more if you like Producer. DM us. Producer. Yeah, now he's real quiet. Doesn't get his mic out. Interesting. It's just fascinating how that works. <laughs> 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 right. thank you guys so much we'll catch you in the next episode